So today I am here with Dr. Kate Gunn, an associate professor at the University of South Australia, to talk more about her research into chronic pain management in farming communities. So before we get started, could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to study this? Yeah, thanks, Ash. So I grew up on a farm near Streaky Bay in rural South Australia, and my family are all farmers. I've been for generations. So um, I went away and studied clinical psychology and then for the last 15 years I've been doing research on farmers' mental health and wellbeing and um, over that that time we've noticed that um, pain is an issue that uh, a lot of farmers talk about and it seems to affect their mental health and wellbeing and in ESA we're really lucky to have Professor Lorimer Mosley who's one of the world experts in the management of chronic pain so it seemed like a great opportunity to bring a team together and explore this issue. Could you explain a bit about what chronic pain specifically is and how prevalent it is in farming communities? Yeah so um, it's it, what we mean by that is pain that persists over a long period of time so you know when you sprain an ankle for example um you might have acute pain, um, but this is when uh, the pain persists, you know, longer than the actual sort of injury um, than it should. So I'm not an expert in chronic pain, but Professor Mosley is. Um, and there really isn't any research at this point in time on how prevalent pain is in the farming population. Um, this is something that one of that our PhD student is actually looking into. That's his first study. Um, but the second study um, that we're currently trying to find some farmers um, to interview for is around um, understanding what is the impact of that pain on um, farmers' everyday lives and what kind of strategies are they already using to manage it? And um, most importantly, what kinds of things would they be willing to engage in um, to better manage it? Because we know anecdotally that it, that it does um have quite a negative effect in this population. So what are some of the barriers that farmers might face when it comes to seeking help for pain management? Yeah, well, we've done research with farmers on uh, on health issues in general and accessing help for mental health issues in general. And we find that there are a range of um, structural or service-related barriers. So, you know, the access to GPs is the one that often comes up. Um, but there are also attitudinal barriers. So um, this kind of maybe that she'll be right, mate, type attitude. Um, and farmers are quite keen to manage things um, independently on their own often, don't like to be seen um, to be complaining, um, which is another kind of barrier. Um, and the third type of barrier is farm-related barriers. And, um, you know, on a farm, farm work's never done. And um, farmers often prioritise productivity over their person, the productivity and well-being of their farm over their personal well-being. So um, they're all things that that can get in the way. But but you know, I think attitudes are changing, and farmers are increasingly realising the importance of looking after themselves. And what we want to do is make it easier for them to look after themselves by presenting information and resources and services in a way that actually fit with their way of life and their needs. Hmm. Are those attitudes changing because there's now, you know, more farmers from like a younger generation? Um, I think they. it's probably broader cultural shifts that are happening. You know, over COVID, um, mental health was spoken about a lot in the, in the um, general population. 
And I guess that all these sorts of changes filter through to the farming population. Having said that, I think we still do have a way to go, um, but it's good to see some changes in, in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, of course. And is there a noticeable difference between, you know, the gender in the farmers? Like is it more likely for male farmers to have that she'll be right attitude mm-hmm. or is it sort of equal? Yeah, that's a really good question. We did a study on that a few years ago. I must admit I'm a little bit hazy on the, the details, but um, but as a, as, as a general rule, yes, um, male farmers did perceive more attitudinal barriers to help seeking compared to females. Um, yeah, and look, I think that's probably not just in the farming population. Um, it's probably across the board. But having said that, I think we also have a responsibility to not just say, oh, these people aren't seeking help, but instead to actually find out why they're not seeking help and try and develop services and resources that they actually are interested in and do feel are, are worth um, while using. And that's part of what you're looking at in your study right now. So how are you going to go about gathering that data specifically? Yeah, so we're wanting to interview farmers who've experienced chronic pain in, in the last 12 months. Um, and uh, Basically, we ask them about, you know, the impact that pain's having on their life, what they're already doing to manage it, um, what evidence-based approaches to managing pain that they might be open to. So we present some options based upon the research and see um, see what they think. And then perhaps most importantly, we ask them, well, if these, this is what the research shows works, how can we actually tailor this so that it meets with your needs and um, is something that's relevant to your life? And to give one example, we, we interviewed a lady recently who um, we present, we said to her, you know, one of the evidence-based strategies is actually um, dry needling and acupuncture. And when we said, if, if someone suggested to you that that you do that, what would you think? And she said, well, I'd, straight away, I'd say no, because the first thing I'd think about is the needles that I use to vaccinate my sheep. And she said, I wouldn't want anyone sticking them in me. So so then we were able to have a great discussion around, yeah, well, that's a good point. We need to explain that these needles are actually nothing like the ones you use on your sheep. And, um, and so when she understood that, she said, oh, yeah, well, I'd be open to it then. So it's just about explaining things that in, in a way that um, people can relate to and um, I think, you know, rural people really hate it when, um, you know, resources and services and things that are developed in the city kind of get stamped on them in the country without modifications being made. So that's really what we're, we're trying to do. Are you looking at just farmers in South Australia or nationwide? Yeah, the, we're looking at this um, issue nationwide. So, um so what what we're hoping we can do is develop resources for farmers nationwide as well. So one of the good things about um, this issue is that, you know, with the right information and an improved understanding of how chronic pain works, there's actually lots of things that people can do for themselves to help manage it better. So what we're hoping we can do is find ways to um, make this farmer-friendly information on chronic pain available nationally. And we already have developed the iFarmWell website, which gives um, farmers access to free information on how to improve their own well-being. And there's modules on there they can work through on, in their own time, um, which have been shown to, to benefit, you know, hundreds of farmers around Australia. Um, 
Yeah, so this is just a new resource that we'll probably add to the iFarmWell website. But having said that, if the farmers will tell us, no, what's going to be most useful for us is, you know, um, group-based activities or, or something, then then we're certainly um, not rolling that out either. We'll, we'll really be driven by what the farmers say um, will be most helpful. Yeah. So what are some impacts that this study could have on farming communities and I guess especially the mental health of the people in those communities as well as their physical? Yeah, well, you know, um, previous research in the general population has shown when people experience chronic pain, you know, it, it impacts their productivity, their mental health, but also their physical health too. So it often leads to increases in um, weight, like weight gain, and um, even other um, issues like stroke and multiple sclerosis and um, even arthritis and things. So I think um, this is a really important issue to get to get right. Um, it's not a straightforward thing to, to manage. And um, I think, you know, a lot of us um, probably reach for, you know, medication and things to solve these issues. But the research shows that, um, that, you know, that's not always the most helpful approach. And um, actually good pain education and even um, psychological therapy and exercise and physical activity, they, these are actually the things that there's a lot of evidence for. But um, the farmers we're speaking to, you know, they say, well, if you told me that I need to go see a psychologist about my chronic pain, I'd think you were crazy. So we um, are finding out from them, well, okay, well, if that's your impression, how could we explain it to you so that you would understand the value in that? Because there actually is a lot of research that um, that shows that if you can, um, you know, do things like relaxation techniques and practical things like that, it actually can help um, perhaps more than, than things that, you know, people might initially think of like reaching for the Panadol. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but we've got to explain it in a way that they can um, see the value of, of doing those things. Do you hope that this will help inform legislation at a federal or state level to sort of have that backing to allow farmers to access this support easier? Um, well, that's a good question. To be honest, I hadn't really thought of it at, at that level. Um, more broadly, um, I think... Uh, with our work on farmers' mental health in general, um, you know, I'm, I'm working at a national level and trying to bring together some key players um, in this field and trying to come up with a national kind of industry-based approach to improving farmers' well-being and, and preventing suicide. So I think with the broader issue, um, you know, some policy around, around um, that could be helpful. Um, but specifically relating to pain, I haven't quite worked that one out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is this the first study on this topic or is it building upon previous research? No, this is the first study on chronic pain in farmers that we are aware of, um, certainly in Australia and I think potentially anywhere in the world. Um, as I said, I, my experience is more in farmers' health and wellbeing and Lorimer's the um the pain expert, but um, it, it's quite an exciting opportunity to be able to come together. And we have a great PhD student in Dika who um, is uh, leading all of this work and, um, and doing an excellent job of it. Yeah, fantastic. So for anyone who's interested in participating in this study, how can they contact you? 
Yeah, so um, we're looking for farmers across Australia who've experienced pain. All they have to do is email me, and my email is kate with a k dot gun g u double n at unisa.edu.au. Or if they go to the iFarmWell website, um, they can hit, use the contact form there and get in touch and we'll send them some more information. Yeah, fantastic. And hopefully this study has some really, really strong implications that will help a lot of people. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down to talk with me today, Kate. It's been really, really interesting. And I hope that, you know, we've reached some people in different communities who might be interested in this study and learning more about it. Thanks so much for your interest, Ash. You've been listening to Tune FM, and if you're interested in learning more about subjects like this, you can tune in live at 106.9 Tune FM, or find the Tune FM show on Spotify and other podcast platforms.